You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Listening to Anita Marks. Because I think there's two thought processes here. One is, do you offer a guy nine years, $360 million for a guy that has not been able to consistently prove that he can stay healthy? That's question number one. And number two is, there's no denying how great Aaron Judge is. But as great as he is, he's still not taking you to the promised land. So you're spending all this coin on Aaron Judge. And again, there's no denying he he is the straw that stirs the drink. But he's the, the straw that stirs the drink because he has to be. Because you've got so much money locked up in on him. But he can't stay healthy. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. That music only means one thing, and that is Joe Wiz joining us. He has his own gambling show right here on 98.7 ESPN every Saturday morning. Joe, how you doing? Hey, Anita. Doing really good here. It's a beautiful day out here today. I'm headed over to Monmouth Park for some horse racing, but, you know, a lot of baseball going on, and hopefully we can make some uh, money for people out there today. Yeah, so I was on Daily Wager last night. I had three baseball plays. Uh, Diamondbacks on the money line, check that one. Boston Red Sox on the money line, check that one in a big way. Obviously, they won by 10 runs. And then I had the Rangers that unfortunately lost by one. So I was two and one last night. Um, but but let's, let's talk about this Yankees-Red Sox matchup um, game. Tonight, first pitch is at 7.15. Schmidt on the bump for the Yankees. Yankees on the money line, plus 115. Boston at home. They're much better at home than they are on the road at minus 135. How are you playing this bad boy? Yeah, when you take a look at it here, the right now the line opened up at total was nine and a half runs. It's down to nine. Boston's a small favorite at a buck and a quarter. The Yankees are one of the few teams in Major League Baseball that have a winning record on the road. They're 18 and 14. And, uh, you know, when you take a look at the Boston Red Sox, they're just a 500 team this year. I know they've won two in a row. Um, but at home, they're just a 500 team, one game over 500. And pitching matchup with Schmidt, even though his record is a little – it's two and six, it's very deceiving. In the last five starts with, with Schmidt, he has a 233 ERA. And Bellow has pitched well, and this is a rematch of last Sunday night where the Red Sox won the game three to two. Uh, I think uh, – I like the, I'm going to go with the Yankees in this matchup here. Um, I think that Schmidt – um, I think he'll pitch just as well as he did last Sunday, and he didn't pitch bad. He pitched five, uh, five, uh, five innings, four hits, just one run. And um, the Red Sox, I don't trust them at home, even though they're, you know, one last night and they scored those 15 runs. Normally when these teams score a lot of runs in either, I always look for teams that have these offensive explosions. Normally the next day they don't score as many runs, and the total is indicative of that. It opened up at nine and a half. It's down to nine after seeing these two teams score 20 runs. Um, and with the Yankees having that ability, uh, you know, having a winning record even without Judge in the lineup, they've struggled. We know that they've lost six of ten without Aaron Judge. Um, uh, I think the Yankees are a live dog tonight at Fenway. Schmidt two and six with a four seven zero ERA. Uh, Bello three and four with a three seven eight ERA. Let's take a look at what's going on with the Mets and the Cardinals. Uh, first pitch in just a little over two hours. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals on the money line plus one thirty five. The Mets at home minus one fifty five. Uh, what what do you say here? 
Wow, when you take a look at it, it's hard to lay a dollar fifty with the Mets, but you take a look at St. Louis. I mean, if you looked at this uh, line two months ago and saw that the Mets were favored by 150 with Sango over Wainwright, you would be thinking there's something wrong, and there certainly is because right now the St. Louis Cardinals are the worst team in the National League. I mean, they've lost six in a row, um, and this team is just nothing. You know, we've never seen a St. Louis team this bad before. Um, and when you take a look at it, Wainwright, we don't know what to expect from him. He's only pitched three games this year with a 5.79 ERA. Um, I, the total of this game is at nine, and I'm not interested in laying big number with the Mets at home. Um, Wainwright, you just don't know what you're going to get from him. He didn't pitch poorly last week against the loss against Cincinnati. Um, but right now with St. Louis, I just can't trust him with the worst record. Um, I'm looking at the total of this game under nine runs. Uh, between the Mets and the Cardinals, under nine. Uh, on the Twitter, we put it out there on 98.7. We said, who has a better chance of winning, Mets or the Yankees? Well, I answered the question here. I think the Yankees have a better chance of beating the Red Sox than the Mets do against the worst team in the National League. That's why I'm playing the under nine runs between the Mets and Cardinals. Um, you've got a soccer play for today as well, uh, this this game, right? New York, they... Uh... What what do you even say? Like the ball drops at three thirty this afternoon. Yeah, that's good enough for me, Anita. As long as we can make some money with soccer, I know Harvey's a big soccer fan out there, big Red Bulls fan here. But we're talking about NYCFC today taking on Columbus, and uh, you know Columbus comes in with a record of eight and six, Anita. But you know when I look at it here, they they're, uh, they're, they're the highest scoring team in MLS. They're tied with Atlanta, scoring thirty five goals apiece. Um, and the total in this game is at two and a half. I do like NYC. I do like the total this game to go over two and a half goals. Um, and it wouldn't shock me if Columbus at plus two ten won the game. But my best, my bet in this game here is the over. And I made a small bet on the on on Columbus only because they score a lot. Um, and I think they'll put some goals in uh, today. Uh, over two and a half. Um, and a small play on Columbus Crew, plus 210. And tomorrow there's a big game uh, with uh, in the CONCACAF Cup, USA's playing Canada. Um, and that game goes tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. We're on USA plus 105 against Canada, even though USA will be without two players who were suspended on Thursday and their win against, New- against Mexico. But I like USA plus uh, 105 on, uh, on uh, uh, tomorrow at 8.30. That's at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. It's great to be talking soccer. And here, three more years. The World Cup is going to be right here in our backyard. What do you mean? In a month, the ladies are playing. Yes, that's true. But the World Cup, the <laughs> World mean... Cup where, you know, everything's going on. 2026 is where all the action is going to be happening. And uh, it's going to be a historic moment because not only USA, it's going to be Canada and even Mexico is hosting so many games. And it's, time is flying. I know, but you should be just as equally excited about the the women's soccer, USA soccer team is a hundred times better than the men. That is true, and I'm a dog player, and the women's are always big favorites, so I can't make any money <laughs> I mean, on come it. On, but Joe. nothing, nothing personal, Nita. But the men get all the attention, and the women do. And as great as the women team are, I mean, the women team. How could you say anything bad about them? They just do nothing but win. The men's team, uh, yeah, they got a great run, you know. And in the, in the, they went to the Sweet 16, as they call it, uh, in in the uh, in the World Cup. 
and Cutter, they did a great job. And, uh, you know, Buckholter's coming back. The uh, manager, there was a little bit of controversy going on with him, so he's coming back. And ironically, uh, he was the manager of the Columbus crew uh, many years ago, and now he's back at, for Team USA for the World Cup. So, hey, the women, they're going to win, but they'll be heavy favorites. So uh, I'm not a big truck player, but uh, the, Mets will, the, uh, the men's will be big dogs even in three years from now. But tomorrow they're a small chalk, plus 105 against Canada. Uh, so I'll take that uh, as a little bit of action as a small dog. So, again, for folks out there who might not be aware, the Women's uh, World Cup starts in about a month. And, yes, Team USA, the women's team, is favored. I want to see right now – I want to say right now you could get them at plus 250 if, uh, if, if I remember correctly. Uh, Spain, Germany is up there as well. A little surprise, Brazil is not. But nonetheless, yes, the women's USA team favored to win the World Cup. And, again, that it's going to be in Australia and New Zealand – and that's coming your way in about a month. Uh, we've got the third major of the season happening right now, and that is the U.S. Open. And Ricky Fowler has been a force to be reckoned with. I told folks to wager on Ricky Fowler to finish in the top 20, and sure enough, uh, that's, uh, that's looking really good considering that he's at the top of the leaderboard. But heading into today, uh, Joe, there's two guys that I'm going to throw some coin on. One is Dustin Johnson. Uh, and I'm going to, he's tied for six right now. I'm going to play that he's going to finish in the top five. I'm also going to play that he's going to finish in the top 10 as well. Unbelievable round. The first time in 30 years yesterday that a golfer had a quadruple, quadruple bogey. Dustin Johnson had a quadruple bogey on hole two and still finished at par. He finished it even. First time that it's ever happened on the PGA Tour in 30 years. Unbelievable. Um, he's fourth in strokes gain total, first tee to green, second on approach. So um, I'm, I'm definitely going to play that. You can get him to finish in the top five at plus 150. Um, to finish in the top 10 is minus 225. Might be a little bit too much juice for some folks, but definitely to finish in the top five at plus 150. You can wager that Dustin Johnson's going to win this bad boy at 12 to 1. Uh, not know if, not sure if I'm going to go there, but definitely I do like him to finish in the top five at plus 150. He's just playing exceptional golf right now. He loves California courses. Uh, this course designed by George C. Thomas and, uh, and DJ thrives on courses that were designed by Thomas. Another guy that I'm going to throw some coin on is Wyndham Clark. Right now he is second. Uh, he's third in strokes gain total first around the green data golf gives him an 8% chance of winning. You can wager that he's going to win at plus 650, but I do believe that the value for him to finish in the top five at minus 120 is where it is at. Joe, are, are you uh, are you following the U.S. Open? Are you watching any of the golf today? Oh, yeah. I've hit a couple of these already. I, my play uh, was um, Harris English is one who I had picked. And what's, is, what's more surprising is Mickelson, Spieth, and Homer. How about them not even making a cut at either? That is really interesting here. But I have Harris English. Um, that was my pick. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. And uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we can get a little lucky here because um, these golf I love, Anita, because, you know, you could pick five or six golf, and the odds sometimes are 20, 30 to 1. So you can have 10 golfers, and as long as you hit one of those, you're still going to make money. Absolutely. Uh, that's why I, I feel like a, a lot of the best bets out there are the ones that, you know, finish in the top five, top 10, top 20, top 30, top 40. Uh, really quick before we let you go, uh, this week is the NBA draft. 
And if there's one thing that is certain, it's death taxes and Wimby going to the Spurs. This is really interesting. So Wimby being the number one pick overall uh, this week is 20,000 that minus 20,000. Those are what the odds are. So, so what does that equate to? And I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, Joe, for every $1 million well, that you put down that Wimby is going to be the number one overall player selected. You win $5,000 for every $10 million you put down, you win $50,000 for every $100 million you put down, you win $500,000. So just by, if you're somebody who's like rolling in the like millions the billions, right? You've got money making money. Would you lay a hundred million dollars to win five hundred thousand dollars that Wimby is the number one overall pick? To me, it's a no brainer. It's money making money. It's like death and taxes, dude. You know, it's it's. T- I know it sounds easy, but with me, I'm always looking for that ROI and either return on investment. And I guess when you have that much money to throw around, yeah, it seems like a logical bet. The majority of people out there listening uh, today that are betting a couple of hundred or maybe a couple dimes on a on a, on a game, um, it's really not bettable. I mean, unless you're filthy rich, you can't make you can't even make that bet because there's no ROI. I'd rather take a shot with the Yankees at Fenway today, and I'm not even a Yankee fan, uh, you know. So I'm taking a shot there or playing it over in that NYCFC game. But, yeah, the, the, the draft, like I said, you know, when buy is obviously a no-brainer, but unless you're, you know, having six digits on it or more, um, you know, you really can't make any money with it. No, I, I understand. I just – this is just a conversation piece between you and I. It's money making money. Yeah. Like, like we both – like, again – there's nothing more certain than Wimby going to the Spurs at number one overall, Joe. There, there, there's no, there, like, that is going to happen. So if you have $100 million, you can, for every $100 million that you put down, you will get $500,000 in return. Like, it is, it is, a, it is 110% that Wimby is going to the Spurs, dude. That's my I point. Agree. Um... Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. And my point is that the average person that is making wagers today that's listening can't afford to make a wager on something because there just isn't enough money to make. Because even if somebody, you know, somebody that's a big player, some of my clients are betting 10, 20 dimes, which is 10, 20,000. If you're betting that, even that amount, which is a large amount for the average better, um, they really can't make any money. It's only for the, you know, the Beasles type of people or some of the golfers out there that are out there playing today in L- out in L.A. But the realistic thing, yeah, it, it is, but it's just not, you know, if somebody's betting today that's going to the sports book, they can't really bet it because they'll be tying up their money and they won't get anything back for it. So uh, I understand your logic, but my logic is if I'm going to the casino and I have five grand in my pocket, even though I know he's going to be the number one pick, I'm going to put my money elsewhere. Well, yeah, I mean, your, 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 your return on investment for $5,000 is going to be slim to none. This is for those that are rolling in $100 million. It's just food for thought. Do you know any of those hear- people? Tell them to call me, Anita. <laughs> here, here is a bet that you could make heading into uh, this week's draft, and that is uh, Scoot Henderson being the number two overall pick. And you could wager that that's going to happen at minus 120. Um, he had a great workout with the Hornets. Uh, he's he's in, in great condition, explosive, phenomenal shot maker, physically ready, elite athlete, more experience, has a great feel for the game, unbelievable work ethic, ethic face of the franchise, 
high basketball IQ, a 6'9 wingspan. I could go on and on. Um, so Scoot Henderson being the number two overall player selected uh, this week in the, NF- in, in the NBA draft at minus 120. Uh, that's where my money would flow. Also, I'm going to throw some coin on him winning rookie of the year. And you could get that at plus 350 right now. Uh, I, I just is it, Wimby obviously is is the unicorn player that the Spurs are going to draft number one overall. But as Henderson playing guard will put up more impressive numbers. And, you know, not sure exactly, you know, the Spurs could really take their time with Wimby. I think, you know, the, the marathon, Wimby is your player. The sprint, Henderson is your player. And I think you could uh, you can put some coin on him winning rookie of the year this season. Just my two cents. Uh, Joe, thank you so much. Yeah, I really do a- appreciate you as always. No problem. Thanks very much, Anita. Appreciate it. You got it. Uh, Joe Wiz joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Again, uh, brought to you by Bet Rivers. He has his own gambling show every morning here at uh, 7 a.m. right here on 98.7 ESPN. We come back, we'll hear from Joe Fortenbaugh, my partner in crime. We've got UFC happening tonight. Uh, it is fight night, and he's got some plays for you. We'll share that next right here on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, by the way, uh, we've got the U.S. Open happening right now in L.A., L.A. Country Club. It's a very interesting storyline, uh, what's happening here, uh, just to be quite frank. Um Somebody's gotten fired. Uh, th- so, so a few things. Number one, the USGA runs the U.S. Open, and typically they like to pride themselves on making it a very it's 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 a major. So they like to pride themselves on making the course like pretty much unplayable, like really difficult. So some brainiac out there in L.A. was like a month ago, hey, let's trim the rough. The rough's really rough. It's really so let's trim it now. And then, of course, it'll grow to the desired length that we want it when the tournament rolls around. Well, L.A. weather has not been typical L.A. weather. And um, so the rough did not grow back. So scores, as we saw both Shoffley and uh, um Ricky Fowler shoots 62 on Thursday and has continued to do well. These numbers, again, are not typical U.S. Open numbers. Ricky Fowler at the top leaderboard, 10 under. Wyndham Clark at 9. Shoffley at 8. Rory at 8. Uh, Harris English at 7. Minwoo Lee at 6. Dustin Johnson at 6. 
This is typically the numbers that you find at the end of the tournament on Sunday, not after day one or day two. So somebody has been fired. Uh, by the way, this leaderboard update presented by your Tri-State Accurate Dealers. Uh, the leaderboard update, again, brought to you by Tri-State Accurate Dealers. Um, precision crafted performance for exceptional lease and finance offers. Make sure you visit Acura.com. Um, so there's that. Uh, really quick, uh, based on some of the guys, because Ricky Fowler, all these dudes, because they're playing out uh, out west, they're not teeing off until later off the, later on this evening. So not sure what your plans are tonight. If you are going to be home, uh, a lot of these guys that are that are at the top leader, like Dustin Johnson's, not teeing off until six eighteen this evening. So this is going to be more like prime time for you to watch. Ricky Fowler's teeing off with Wyndham Clark at six forty p.m. So again, it's going to be like more prime time for you to watch. So actually, at the end of the day, I, I do find that to be pretty cool. So uh, by the way, uh, ESPN New York Beach Bash hits the Jersey Shore on Friday, June 30th at Bar A in Lake Como for two live broadcasts and an appearance from DiPietro in Rothenburg, who will give away the All-American Ford Bronco. Wow, this is great stuff. Um, it all kicks off with Barton Hahn live at noon followed by the Michael K show from three to seven with giveaway for fans in attendance with music from the uh, Moroccan sheep herders. Ooh, that's an interesting name. It's all brought to you by Patron tequila, Stoli vodka, bed MGM, all American auto group, uh, Calandra's bakery and flight by Yingling. So you must be at least 28 years of age or older uh, to, uh, to participate. Just FYI. So um, this is what we're going to do. When we come back, Will, I see you. We'll take your call. You'll be first up, and I promise we'll hear from Joe Fortenbaugh getting you ready for US UFC fight night tonight. Not a lot going on, I, be, to be honest. Like slim pickings, people. It really is. Uh, I don't think we all anticipated both the NHL and the NBA to be decided in five games, but that's what happened. So here we are. <laughs> we'll talk UFC when we get back, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. That sound only means one thing, some break. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, that means only one thing, some breaking news. We've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show. Gentlemen, what's the breaking news right now? So according to Sham Sharania, the Washington Wizards, who have Bradley Beal as a, in trade talks, there are two finalists. One is the Miami Heat. The other one, the Phoenix Suns. What is can't Phoenix, wait, can't wait, can't wait. What does Phoenix have to offer? I, I guess it has to be DeAndre Ayton or Chris Paul and a bunch of picks, but they don't really have any picks because they traded a bunch of them to Brooklyn. 
What 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 is Phoenix doing here? Yeah, I I don't I don't know. It, it I I don't I have no idea. I, like like I I feel like a big reason why as great as Katie and Devin Booker were in the postseason, I mean Devin Booker was averaging forty points a game, but they gave up the majority of their roster to the Nets, and and a big reason why they they couldn't win and continue in the postseason. So this to me is just classic new owner syndrome where you have to just make a splash over and over and over again. We saw it with Balmer and the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. This is just at Matt Ishbia being a new owner and saying, I want as many stars on my team as humanly possible. You sound bitter. I'm 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 not bitter. It's just, I don't know if this is the correct way to go about Man, you know, more, excuse me, mortgaging your future with Denver, who just won a championship and their core is very young. You have the Lakers with LeBron, who's always lurking. They, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. You have Memphis, if Ja can get his head on straight with this 25 game suspension, they were one of the best teams for a large majority of last season. This is a humongous swing and miss for Matt Ishbia, and his tenure as a owner early on could be defined if they do get Beal by this trade, if it goes well or not. The bigger question, Anita, is simply this. Who is more worth it to their team? Let's say Beal gets traded to whoever. Who is more worth it? Bradley Beal or Aaron Judge? Oh, jeez. We're going back there? Stop. Uh, let's go to Will. Will, welcome in. Hey, Anita. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Uh, you're one of my favorite shows on the radio. Literally must listen. That's every very nice. Weekend. Thank you, Will. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I wanted to talk to, about the Knicks, and then this breaking news happened, and I am just so glad it's not the Knicks because that's just not the way to go. It's exactly what he said. You know, you're like trying to pick up these pieces that aren't really stars or it's just names that they're picking up, you know, Phoenix, if they get it. So I, I think it's a, it's a good move that they're not even, that the Knicks aren't even part of this discussion. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um I I I hear you. I I, I don't listen. I I don't I don't about you. Bradley Beal doesn't move the needle for me. I I you know, like I I I feel like the Knicks have bigger fish to fry. Like if if Giannis is available, okay, that moves the needle for me, right? Um Embiid, that moves the needle for me. Bradley Beal doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, before we uh, before we take our next break, let's get you ready. UFC Fight Night uh, is happening tonight uh, in Las Vegas. Joe Fortenball, who's my partner in crime with Daily Wager, joined me earlier uh, yesterday on my uh, Bet Digital show to uh, to preview the fights tonight. And we started with first and foremost the light 
heavyweight, and this is the, the feature on the card, Marvin Vittori against Jared Cannonier. Let's listen in. Yeah, it opened a little bit closer to minus 110 both ways. So we've seen Vittori money. That's where I'm going to be. I'm going to play it two ways. I'm going to play Marvin Vittori minus 125, and then I'll give you my second play as we work through the analysis. There's a lot to like here. He's 10 years younger than Jared Cannonier. He has this, this hmm. superior ground game. So if they get down there, he's got the edge. Better striking defense, which is always going to be important. It's about hitting, but it's also about not getting hit. Great chin, elite gas tank. When it comes to cardio, and remember, this is the main event, so it's a five-round fight. Vittori's got the edge in those departments. The downside is that Cannonier has a little bit more pop in his punches. He's the more powerful puncher. But at the same time, we just mentioned, Vittori's got a very strong chin, so he's going to be able to take some of those shots. So I'm going to play Vittori minus 125. The, the pricing on the over-under is four and a half rounds, and it's juiced heavily to the over, minus 220, something like that. I don't know if I'd play that. It's the UFC. It's a 25-minute fight. There are a lot of fluky things that can happen. But if you want, you can play Vittori by decision at plus 110 and limit some of your liability there. It's a good price. By decision. And that's minus 110. That's how you would play it. Plus 110. Um, we would say we I'm would sorry, say plus, plus 110. Yeah. I like Vittori to win outright. I'm all over that at minus 125. But I think you could also play him to win specifically by decision, plus 110, get a little extra back on your investment. I like it. Uh, another bout that you have your eye on, and that is um, Selikov going up against Nicholas Dalby. Pretty good. Muslim Selikov, Salikov, actually. Excuse <laughs> me. You got me tricked there. But you got Nicholas Darby. So you're three for four. You're doing well. Three for four, 75%. So, if this is baseball, you're beating Ted Williams. Yes, and, and that's a big feat. Um, but um, Nicholas is coming in. He's got four knockouts. So, you know, plus 155. So, you know, how much of a long shot is that if somebody's expecting him to pull the upset? I am looking the other direction here. This is one of the fights, and this is earlier on the card. So pay attention when you're getting involved in this. A couple we're giving you here are going to be earlier on the card. So you got to watch the mm -hmm. timing on this. I would lay the minus 190 with uh, Salikov. He's won six of his last seven fights. But more importantly, what I love here, he's got multiple ways he can win this fight. He can win stand-up and striking, but he can also win grappling, wrestling, and through submission on the ground. That's one of the things I'm always looking for when I'm handicapping this. How many paths to victory do you have? He's a very technical, powerful striker, a great takedown defense as well, which is going to be very, very important when you're talking about going up against a guy who can wrestle a little bit. Uh, Dolby's four wins in the UFC, uh, zero finishes. He's, he's won a lot by decision. So in this situation, it's going to be Salikov minus 190. I'll go ahead and I'll lay that price. Like I said, Dolby's has, he's been knocked out four times. Are, are you, you know, is, is, is there a prop bet out there that, that, that he, he will lose by knockout? Is that? You can play that, yeah. You can always play method of victory. That's a lot of the ways sometimes you want to limit exposures. You've got a guy who's like minus 500. How's, what, how's he likely to win the fight? Find a way to get yourself a better price while betting the better fighter. I'm comfortable laying the 190 here because, like I said, there's multiple paths to victory for Salikov. It could be a stoppage via the stand-up knockout game. It could be a submission. So I'm going to go ahead. I, I, I don't mind taking the risk in this fight.
Uh, last but not least, Miles Johns. That was an easy one. Um, against uh, <laughs> Barcelo, Barcelos, right? And, and looking Barcelo. at it, it, there we go. And, and, and I, I actually did a little prep before I had you come on the show. And everything I read was these guys were pretty much, you know, both very good, evenly matched, but you're getting plus 190 with Johns. Why? Yeah, and that's something I'd be looking at there. Plus 190, I think, is the path that you want to take in this situation. Similar styles, similar skill sets. Johns has some better defense. So when you're talking about, again, avoiding getting hit, that's going to be important because when you're going up against Barcelos, he's an outstanding wrestler, great takedowns. He wants to get it to the mat. Well, the great thing about Miles Johns is he's got excellent takedown defense. And if he's able to have great defense, excuse me, and he's able to limit what Barcelos can do by getting him to the ground, that's going to make this a much more competitive fight. And again, if this were priced minus 110 both ways, or maybe Barcelos is minus 130, we're probably staying away. But when you look at the skill sets, you look at how they stack up against each other, you look at the strengths of Barcelos and the fact that Miles Johns can counter some of those strengths, you dangle plus 190 out there, I'm going to get involved. So Miles Johns plus 190 to win any way possible. Again, Joe Fortenball, uh, my partner in crime, daily wager, shameless plug, not so shameless uh, that you can tune in Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Quick break. We come back. We end the show strong. Heading into Gordon Damer coming your way at the top of the hour at 3 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Say your name, girl. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, I want to end the show with this. We've got Gordon Damer who's coming your way next. Uh, Guys, did you see this story that uh, Michael Jordan's quote-unquote flu game sneaker auctioned off for $1.38 million? Was that the Olympic sneaker? No, no, the flu game. You oh, guys, you guys the... may, have, you guys may have been too young. Um, I, there, there was That's a game it? out there. You would have paid 1. more 8? than one point three eight. You would have, you would have paid more than than one point three eight million dollars for. for oh, if his, I had the money, shoe? if I had the money, no, because I'm not a you know, giant Jordan fan. But I would have. I, I'm surprised that that price tag doesn't start with a two. So it's it's the 25th anniversary of Michael Jordan's iconic winning game shot, Game 6 of the 1998 NBA Finals. Uh, the sneakers that he wore one season earlier in the, in the infamous flu game sold for more than $1 million. And, um, and I guess they were, they were sold yet again, and this time for $1.38. But this is what's really interesting. Um, they're ca- it's, ca- it's still being called the flu game, but if you recall the last dance, the documentary that just came out not too long ago on ESPN, uh, it was confirmed that it was the food poisoning game. So it wasn't necessarily the flu game in the documentary. Allegedly, it's the food poisoning game. However, I will tell you that I frequently play golf with a gentleman who was on this Chicago Bulls team who told me that it was a hangover from box wine. Either way, the hangover game or the food poisoning game doesn't have the same ring to it as the flu game. So it's gone from the flu game to the food poisoning game to the, what I hear, 
from one of the horse's mouth, mouths, the hangover game. More important, like, what is Michael Jordan drinking boxed wine for? And, and, and oh, by the way, I wasn't even aware that boxed wine was available in 1998. It's Utah in 1998. Are we, how, you can barely drink in the state of Utah as it is. So anything, I, I'm shocked that they had it available besides champagne to celebrate their championship. So I'm, I'm calling it the hangover game. Because it's and, and I feel that my sources are very, very. I'm gonna need a name. Very, very reliable. I'll need a name. Nope. I'll require because that, that's not credible to me at all. It wasn't mentioned at all in the, in the last dance, so I refuse to call it the Hangover Game. The flu game is cool. Though. Not, not gonna do it. I'm gonna call it the Hangover Game. So you know, originally the flu game, after the last dance documentary, the food poisoning game. And I'm telling you, my sources tell me it was the hangover game. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? Uh, by the way, leaderboard update presented by your Tri-State Acura dealer. And again, I, this, is, this is what's front and center outside of, of course, baseball. That's coming your way. Uh, later on tonight, Schmidt on the bump for the Yankees. Looking to rebound after a very embarrassing 15-5 to loss last night to the Red Sox. Um, and then uh, later on today, in about an hour, a little over an hour, you've got the uh, Mets in action against uh, against the Cardinals. So you've got that happening, but you've got the third major of the season when it comes to the PGA Tour. And Ricky Fowler, who I absolutely love, um, if, if you're just tuning in, and uh, number one, like, I, I love the game of golf. Uh, number two, Ricky Fowler is my favorite golfer on tour, and he's having a rebound season what are the stats here? Hold on one second. I want to share with you. It's really, really been unbelievable in regard to what Ricky Fowler has been able to do this season. I want to say he's got like 10 and I have so many notes here. I can't find them. I want to say that he's got like uh, 15 top tens and 10 top 25s this season. He's having a remarkable season and this would be amazing if he could go front to back in all four days leading uh, on on the leaderboard. And right now, he's coming in to today at the top of the leaderboard at 10 under. He's not teeing off until 6.40 this evening. So this is going to be some primetime golf. He shot a 62 on Thursday, a 68 on Friday. Wyndham Clark is right behind him at 9 under. Shoffley right behind him at 8 under, along with Rory, Harris English, Minwoo Lee, Dustin Johnson, who I do like to finish in the top five. He's tied for six right now at six under, along with Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler still having issues with that putter. Uh, that's why he's tied for eighth. Tony Finau is at 11 at, at three under. Shane Lowry is four under on the day, and so he's moved up 35, 37 spots on the leaderboard, and he's sitting at two under. So that's pretty impressive. Again, this leaderboard update brought to you by your Tri-State Accurate Dealer, Precision Crafted Performance, uh, for exceptional lease and finance offers, visit Acura.com. Make sure you do that. Um, again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Patricia Trania, uh, join us on the pro- on the program earlier. If you missed that, it's up on my Twitter, on my social media site. So check it out. Uh, her and I had a, a deep conversation in regard to Saquon Barkley 
and what we can expect in the coming weeks between the Giants and Saquon Barkley, trying to get that deal done, a lucrative, uh, you know, two, three-year deal so Saquon Barkley can uh, show up when training camp opens up in just a few weeks. So uh, that interview, I highly recommend you go on to my Twitter site, at Anita Marks, and you can listen to it. Um, also Joe is joining us on the program. We heard from Joe Fortenball as well, giving us a great update heading into UFC fight night tonight that you can tune into Harvey saying, watch the soccer. What should we be watching on soccer today? Harvey, what, what, what should we be tuning into dude? Well, in half an hour, NYCFC play Columbus, which is a big game for NYCFC because they need the points badly, badly. Mm -hmm. Right now you got European qualifiers here. I'm watching Belgium against Austria here. Scotland just picked up a big win at Norway a few uh, while back. And then tonight, if you fancy Nashville, who are pretty good in the East against West side St. Louis. So check in to that. There you go. So, uh, and of course, we heard from Buster Olney earlier in the show as well. Gentlemen, thank you, Harvey. Joe, appreciate you guys. Everybody have a fantastic Saturday evening. I'm back back bright and early tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. for On the Tee, getting you ready for the final round of the U.S. Open. So stay tuned for that as well. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Gordon Damer comes your way next right here on 98.7 ESPN.